0: Horrific news out of Las Vegas last night. One of the worst shootings in American history. Going to have to go over some of the details of that. Also, Hurricane Maria devastated Puerto Rico, and Puerto Ricans are Americans. And there's been a whole political pissing contest over that, so we're going to look at some of that as well. All this and a little more coming at ya. Get ready and tighten your seatbelts because this is footcast Doesn't it seem like a rare occurrence that I show up on a Monday? Monday was my normal days, and then all this freezing happened at work, and, well, some things have changed. Guys, it's Monday, October 2nd, 2017 can you believe that Halloween sorry my phone just went off that Halloween is right around the corner that we are about again to hit Thanksgiving that we are about to dive into Christmas that soon we will close the books on what has been known as 2017 and be entering 2018 is that not a little nuts time I don't know what it is about time. Time seems to go by so fast and then so slow, and it is, it's impossible sometimes. I think it's like, i, I don't, if I had a theory, I would say it's retrospective, like, retrospectively looking at things. It's because I'm sitting here and it's October, and I'm thinking, wow, I felt like this past year went by like, like that, like the snap of my fingers, and then I really sit back and I think about it, and I was very busy over the summer, but there was very, there was lulls where I was like, summer's never going to end. Summer is never going to end. And boom, it's done. It's over. It's gone. And that's not to say that it hasn't been a good year and exciting year. I mean, it has been a very, it's been a r- odd year for me so far. But I'm not, I'm not here to get into yearly retrospectives or anything. Uh, I had a beautiful weekend with my wife. Uh it consisted of, uh, meal planning, we're, we're finally getting on a meal plan. We're finally getting s- things straightened out food-wise, which is good. And our bills are coming out really good, surprising uh, surprising to say that our bills are coming out so good. All things considered, <laughs> when you're working overtimes and getting froze all the time, gets a little crazy. But the important thing is that we're getting on this meal plan thing. We're, we're, we're kind of sticking with it, which is good. Baby steps. Got to take baby steps for your health. So, so far, so good. We're going to keep on trucking and see where we go with it. And uh, this past Sunday, we went to Milburn Orchards, uh, a Maryland staple. Uh, Apple picking. Love it. You get to go. You go to Milburn's. You park the car. You hop on a wagon. You get taken out to where the apple picking is. You you go saunter through uh, an apple orchard picking apples and you you buy them at like a buck 20 something a pound or whatever. It's just dirt cheap. Dirt cheap and you get a lot of apples. A lot of fresh, organic, delicious apples. And when you're done that, you go into their little farmers market. We bought, oh man, what do we buy? I bought my favorite coffee, next to Deathwish coffee. It's a little little local john for you Philadelphians out there. It's a little local john uh <laughs> called Pike Creek Roastery. They make very great, they make excellent flavored coffees. This is going to sound really uh, flamboyant or whatever probably, but uh, one of my favorite coffees from them is blueberry cinnamon crumb cake. Delicious. The first coffee I ever had where I didn't have to add sugar and helped me wean myself off of sugar with coffee. So now when I have coffee, I just have coffee and a little bit of creamer. I don't I don't jazz it up with a bunch of stuff because I've learned to love the flavor of coffee itself, number one. And number two, if it's flavored coffee, you know, you don't need to add anything. So that was fun. It was fun going apple picking. I love going to Milburns. It's like literally a stone's throw from here, if that makes sense to you, a stone's throw from here. <laughs> it's a quick drive. You know, it's a quick drive down there, and uh, you get to have fun, basically. We didn't even get to go through some of the more adventurous stuff. That's okay, we've been sitting and saving our money because this weekend we hang out with the newlyweds. Jay, Sean, and Luther, we hang out in New York. So, if you happen to be listening and you happen to be a New Yorker, you might see me. You might not, I don't know. I'm going to be busy doing stuff because it's going to be a day trip and it's a jam-packed day trip to New York. And it's going to be awesome. And it's awesome on top of all this because... Today, why am I recording a Monday episode? It's so weird. How are you recording a Monday episode? I don't understand. I thought you got froze all the time now. You can't get froze when you're temporarily assigned to train a class for a week. That's right. I'm back on FTO, baby. Uh, it, has been, it hasn't been. has been that long. It's been like a couple months. I think that my last class was in July, I think. I want to say it was. I don't. I don't really know. I, I. I can't keep track of this stuff anymore. I'm on a class that of uh, seven graduated officers, brand new. Uh, and instead of two weeks, they get one week because uh, they're getting sent at twelve to eight. The poor fellows. Uh, I'm thankful for them because they're coming in and they're possibly curbing the freeze numbers in my favor to maybe not being once a week anymore, maybe every other week. You know. Not only that, but they're curving They're curving the 12 to 8 numbers of getting frozen. So those people ain't getting frozen once a week at the least, sometimes twice a week. They're going to help out 12 to 8 shift. They're going to help out 4 to 12 shift. I'm thankful for them. What I really liked about this group, and I mean, everybody, when I get to this section of my life in terms of the job, as they say, Everybody knows I love the the field training business. Uh, I love bringing in these new guys, teaching them how things work, teaching them what the academy might have gotten wrong. Trying to teach them to have good attitudes too, because some sometimes bad attitudes and you know bad environment doesn't play well for newbies coming in. Uh, it's fun to sit there and say like you know, hey, this is how it's going to work and this is how it's going to be and and this is going to be great. You guys are going to get eased into the job. You're not going to get thrown to the wolves. We're going to be here to help and we're going to get through this. It's very fun, uh, very spirited, very team building type of thing. It's very cool and I enjoy it. I really do enjoy it. I probably overstate it time and again when it pops up. But I'm overjoyed. And this group is really enthusiastic. This group is a group of people who really wanted a job. They really wanted... Something that they could go and do and be proud of their work and be busy and do something. And it's great to see people wanting to take initiative, people having uh, a spirit about them that they want to be. They don't just want to be a body. They don't they just they they don't want to just be somebody that's there. They want to be somebody. They want to carve out their own career paths and some of them were blatantly honest in saying that they didn't want a 25-year career with the department of correction few people do but some of them were upfront and honest and said i i could stick here you know i hope to stick here for that long some other people said i hope to take this and and turn you know my life into this and i'm using this as a stepping stone and you know, that's great too The other thing that's great is I get to brag at least a little bit because I believe that they're coming into the best institution that we have. That we are on our A game. We are top of the line for our security. We are top of the line for our response time to emergency situations. We are top of the line when it comes to our training. We are tops. You don't get better than us because we pride ourselves on these things. And we want to build a team, a teamwork so tight-knit that we feel like it's family. And I think that's important. And I think that it shows in the results. Uh, it's a very fun time to take these guys... And I'm working with Loy again! The legacy of Loy continues. The LOL, because his life is a joke. Loy... <laughs> He's probably not even listening. I don't care. Loy is a great guy. He's very enthusiastic, very up and at him, go get him. New energy fueled into the program. Very, very good field training officer. And I love working with Loy. I didn't have to say that through gritted teeth. I hope not. No, Loy is a great guy. And he's enthusiastic, and it's great to be with him. It's great that, you know, it sucks that it's only a week for him. I think that's shortchanging him. However, beggars can't be choosers, and, you know, this this whole freezing thing, this whole work environment, we're in dire straits right now. I understand. So I condensed the program from my normal two-week uh, curriculum and crammed it into a week without sacrificing all of the key important aspects. So that's fun, and that gets me this weekend off. Saturday is going to be New York Day. And I'm when I said all day New York, I mean literally. The, the, Luther and Jay Sean are coming over to my house, Mikasa and my wife, and they're coming over, like, first thing in the morning, 6, 30, o'clock, whatever. And we're taking a train up to New York, and we're going to be in New York all day. We're not getting back on a train back to Delaware until, like, 4 o'clock in the morning So it is literally Going to be an all Day New York fest and I intend We, we have an itinerary planned out We're going to do the Empire State Building We're going to go to Ground Zero. I've never been to Ground Zero ever I don't even recall if I've Been to where the Twin Towers Stood when they stood there I de- I've, I've, re- I've recalled Seeing the Twin Towers In the skyline I've recalled being there since 9-11, looking over and thinking the skyline looks empty. But as far as going to the actual ground, seeing the memorial, going through the museum, haven't done it, gonna do it, probably gonna be a sobering experience. On top of all that, we're going to like the Jack-O-Lantern Fest. Uh, It was something that we saw on Facebook. My bad. It is the great Jack O'Lantern Blaze. It's like a, a a festival of glowing pumpkins and art and a bunch of other jet. Looks really cool. Looks really cool and that's what we're doing on the evening. And on top of, all of that, we're going out and we're eating at restaurants and drinking. So, you know <laughs> you know, typical you know, millennials in New York. We're gonna go grab a couple of drinks and have fun. So that's what's going on and you know, it'll be it'll be great. So when I get back Sunday, since I'm off, when I get back Sunday at 5 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> me and my wife and Jay Sean and Luther, they could, we can all sleep. And I'll be up in time for the Eagles game. <laughs> That's all I can tell you. I'll be up in time for the Eagles game. I'm going to watch it in its entirety. And I'm probably going to drink some more. So I, if you if you ask me, that sounds like the perfect weekend. And me and Jay Sean are we are known for grabbing a cigar and enjoying that during such occasions. So I would not be surprised if cigars find their way into it. So it's going to be fun, relaxing, cool, informative. It's going to be a bunch of stuff all mixed into one. Plus an Eagles game. <laughs> Plus I'm working what I'm working in overtime tomorrow night and I'm working in overtime Thursday night. So I already got my overtimes plotted out. I can't get froze this time. So I I'm feeling pretty good right now. I'm in good spirits, except for the news stories that I have to go over today. Um one of the most horrific shooting events Let's just call it what it is: an act of terrorism. Really, uh, happened last night in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, that uh, every time I log on, I'm seeing. Every time I log on, the the number keeps going up, and it keeps rising, and it's. It's it's so horrific. It is. It's really horrible. Right now they're reporting that at least 58 are dead and 515 injured in the worst shooting in American history. The the, the worst. The, uh, horrific. Horrific. The man, I don't even want to say the man. Everybody knows how I get when... These tragic events happen, and I mean, this is tragic. you can even the the photos are horrific. They are so horrifically graphic. i I don't even know I don't even know where to begin. and talking about some of this some of this, this stuff this was this happened about 1008 p.m. last night in Las Vegas, Nevada It was the Route 91 Harvest Festival, a country music concert The gunman, staged on the 32nd floor of the Mandalay Bay Hotel, broke out a window with what they said was a hammer-like object and opened fire into a crowd of an estimated 22,000 people as Jason Aldean had taken the stage and was getting ready to perform. Witnesses are saying that gunshots lasted between 10 and 15 minutes. Horrific. Authorities identified the shooter as 64-year-old Stephen Paddock of Mesquite, Nevada. Police officers breached the hotel room where he was located and found him dead, presuming, presuming that he committed suicide. No accomplices at this point, so he acted alone. All right, it's a su- suspected that he acted alone. He was found with about ten rifles in that hotel room. They found his brother, Eric Paddock, and tried to get statements from him. And this is something else that I hate, too. We go to the families of these guys, acting as if they knew or could provide insight. So it's almost like the, the media is harassing family of these people. So they asked his brother. He couldn't provide much insight. was shocked by it. The only thing that they know about Stephen Paddock's History, really, is that his father was a convicted bank robber who was on the FBI's most wanted list from June 10th, 1969 to May 5th, 1977. And Stephen's brother, Eric, confirmed that their father died a few years ago. He had been seen at the Mandalay Bay Hotel since September 28th. Uh, Hotel employees had been in his room prior to the shooting and did not notice anything amiss. Casualties, 58 dead, confirmed. At least 58 dead. And 515 people injured, taken to area hospitals. They still fear that the death toll is going to rise from this. They're trying to get people to donate blood out there. Deadliest shooting in modern U.S. history surpassing the Pulse nightclub shooting, which saw 49 killed. Sunrise Hospital, the closest hospital to the incident, has treated 180 patients, but 14 of those have died. University Medical Center had 104 patients from the event, 12 in critical condition. And Dr. Jay Coates reported that they had as many as 8 operating rooms running all at the same time. Right now, the FBI says there's no connection to international terrorist groups. Authorities say that they're not calling this terrorism at the time, but let's just face it. uh, what is shooting into a massive crowd of 20,000 people other than an act of terrorism? Sure, it might not be linked to radical Islamic terrorism. Sure, it might not be linked to uh, specific terrorist groups or organizations. But how is it not terrorism? Ten rifles found in his hotel room. Ten. Right now they believe that every firearm he purchased was legal. The suspicion right now is that the rifles were altered in order to function as automatic weapons, and among the caliber rounds that were found were .223s and .308s. President Trump tweeted, "My warmest condolences and sympathies to the victims and families of the terrible Las Vegas shooting. God bless you." Trump said he will visit on Wednesday with families of the victims. Trump and First Lady Melania. Trump led a moment of silence for Las Vegas from the White House earlier this afternoon. And from Germany to the Vatican to the U.K., there's been an outpouring of support from world leaders. Horrific event. Horrific mindless violence and terrorism. I don't know why we have to get into such a game of rhetorics and playing around with things. What do you call a 64-year-old man holed up in the 32nd floor of a hotel with 10 rifles? Shooting into a crowd of 20,000 people attending a country concert. What do you call it? What do you call it? There's a lot of things you can call it hateful, evil, terrorizing. deranged But no matter what you call it it is subhuman What you had there was a man who killed without prejudice And and the only thing I'm left wondering is why It's horrific and there's still details coming out about it and probably will be throughout the course of the week. And it's something that I'm going to have to keep my eyes on, unfortunately. The other thing I wanted to talk about was uh, that's really, it's hard to bounce off of a story like that. That is truly horrific. Um, truly horrific. The fa- I mean, 10 to 15 minutes of shooting A guy that altered his guns To be automatic And one of the articles I read Suggested 3, three to 400 bullets My god that's that's dominated the headlines. It's hard to go back to to thinking about Puerto Rico right now, but Puerto Rico was uh was ravaged by Hurricane Maria. Ravaged to the degree that uh it became a political hot topic issue over the weekend. And uh over the course of the last week, one of the guys I follow news-wise, one of the few I don't follow a lot of news personalities pundits or casters, broadcasters. I don't actually follow a lot of them for all that I want to be in the broadcast business. But one in particular from CBS Network is David Begnaud, a CBS News correspondent. He was on the ground and he's still there in Puerto Rico uh, breaking the news as best as he can, and as fair as he can, I believe, as well. He was on the ground and and broke the news that all the shipping containers with the food and the water were there, and they just didn't have truckers to deliver it. That Puerto Rico had trouble getting truckers, finding truckers, getting truckers to, to bus all the food around. He's breaking... Everything as it's going on, how the shelters are being worked right now. I mean, if you wanted some ground coverage of what's going on in the recovery of Puerto Rico, David Begno has it covered. And it's I, I applaud his efforts simply because it became such a political squawking point about uh, Trump's not doing anything, and well, Trump isn't doing anything, and the federal government's not doing anything, and we're sh- we're too busy talking about football players kneeling to help out Puerto Rico. And it, it's something to say that Puerto Rico had all these supplies there. We had a big debate over the Jones Act, and Trump did the right thing by waiving the Jones Act t- to help efforts there. And it's just crazy that it went to that that extent truly crazy guys I'm gonna cut it short this week obviously uh, with the FTO thing I'm in a bundle of of stuff and I have a lot to do and the the Vegas story took over and that's the forefront right now Uh, Maria Covery is starting to come along for Puerto Rico Uh, it took too long really if you ask me and it became a such a political bickering point. You can read so much of the, the how petty some of the stuff got uh, if you look online. But right now, I would say time and effort and focus needs to be uh, definitely on Puerto Rico. It should not be overshadowed. But we had a, a, another tragedy in Las Vegas that needs some attention as well. Uh, I hope... When I record my next podcast that I can be on better terms, but I know we're gonna be revisiting both bo probably both of these subjects. But hopefully I have some better things to talk about, some better focus. So rather than play out music or anything like that, I'll just tell you guys. You know, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at FritzQS on the Twitter. Facebook dot com slash the Fritzcast, com for my blog, which will be updated this week. And, as always, podcast at com. Guys, thanks for listening. Uh, I need a break, clearly. After all this, I need a break. So I'll catch you guys next week. Love you. See you.